Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Well Nerds Podcast. This is episode number 52. 51. This is episode 51. number 51. Yeah. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Eric and Caitlin. Hey, guys. Hello. Dude, they don't need to know the numbers. They just need to know we're here. <laughs> you're just trying to get ahead of yourself right here. You're just trying to listen in order, dude. I'm just trying to be in the future. Yeah, you are. Hey, cool shirt, Slater. Yeah, cool shirt, dude. F extinction. <laughs> For people that aren't going to watch the video version of this, what are you wearing? Um, A t-shirt. <laughs> Mate, who designed that t-shirt? I did. Oh, good job, Slater. And how can we get one of those cool shirts? <laughs> F extinction. Well, if you go to openseasco.com, you can check it out. Uh, there's actually only a few left, to be honest. There's like one in each size left. Are you gonna make more since the, if there's? Uh, I'm definitely gonna make more of these, so you can you can continue ordering them actually. Um, but I don't think I'm gonna make any more of the Southern Resident hoodie that I made, just because I wanted to do it like a one-off thing. Yeah, but I do have like three or four extras. Of the so, hoodies. Yeah, I think there's like a couple larges, one small, one medium, or two small, two medium, something like that. So how how much are the remainder remaining sweaters? How much are they? Uh, yeah. $55. <laughs> but 10% of it is donated to a organization of your choice. Kind of your choice, but they're like ones I pre-selected. <laughs> um, but you can choose out of those ones that are on the list. What if you have a friend who does a podcast with you who wants one of those? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, I will just charge you the donation, the sweatshirt fee. And a five dollar wearing it fee, <laughs> <laughs> which will still total sixty five dollars. Yeah. And what's oh. the what's, what's no the shit? Web- I won't charge you shipping. I'll drop it off. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's the website again for the remainder sweater sweater? Um, openseasco.com. As you guys can see, Slater's the worst at self promotion, so <laughs> I don't like doing it. Make him do it. It's um, so funny. <laughs> can I tell you guys a story real quick? Yeah. So when I first started selling photos on the boat. Um, <laughs> I used to like we used to print them out on the boat and I would walk around, but I hated walking around being like, buy these photos. Um, so I literally would have like the other deckhand do it, even though I took them or um, we would the captain would tell them, like, go down in the galley and check them out. You know, the printed photos and then later on became look at go look at his laptop. But I would never get on the mic and be like, hey, I'm Slater. I took the photos. Go down there and buy them like I could <laughs> never do it. Like so. So someone's always sold like my photos for me kind of thing. I just think it's weird to be like, you should buy my work. Do you remember the Even day? though it's not, I, I I think it's actually probably not weird. I just made it up in my own head. I remember like three years ago, remember your dad came to visit and he walked around. Oh my God, my dad's a little hustler. <laughs> your dad's oh, was a great he salesman. selling the photo package for you yes, on the yeah. boat? Yeah, yeah he, he, he used to do that in Newport all the time. He'd be like, "You did you guys see the photo? You have to go in the galley and look at the photos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he should do that. Oh, that's funny. Um, <sighs> So Slater's new venture as a side hustle is an apparel company. So hopefully he's going to have some cool news designs cranking out. Hey, on I'm, I'm actually working on a few right now. Um, and then I'm working on like trying to set it up so that I can have like different organizations, not just for like killer whales, but for like turtles. And I'm going to try to sharks and humpbacks, you know, like because there's disentanglement teams. So I'm going to try to figure out a way where I can you can donate to like each shirt. Could, you could go to different things. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's what I'm kind of working on right now. But I think it's going to take a like, – I'm leaving to Mexico for 17 days, 
So it's definitely going to be a little bit on pause while I'm gone, but then it'll be full blown like in the end of March. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. So I also guys- have a job announcement update. Oh, yeah. I actually told some people about it today. What? You're telling everybody? <laughs> well, Kate asked. Oh, I didn't tell her. Yeah. <laughs> but she's sad. Well, I, she's like, so is this Caitlin? Or something about like coming to like work here. And I was like, I don't think Caitlin wants to come back to Monterey. Like, I think she, and I was like, by the way, she's actually moving to, to Cape Ann. So, or, oh, do you want, yeah. do you want to say it or did you want Caitlin? Oh, shoot. <laughs> so I accepted a job at Cape Ann Whale watching Gloucester the, for the summer season. Yay, oh, right whales, humpbacks. And yeah. Say whales. Something about Gloucester. Isn't that where um The Perfect Storm was filmed? Yeah, that's where they leave from, right? Yep. Yeah. So you could be like, on your right, the the lighthouse. <laughs> what did you say <laughs> in the movie? That's such- I don't know. They have they have like this harbor tour thing they do, so I'm gonna have to learn oh, that when really? I get there. And yeah. they talk about that? I don't know if they talk about that, but they talk about like there's a big tuna auction house and like a bunch of other stuff. So there was a boat, yeah, there was a boat also kind of like out there. That's not the actual boat, obviously, that those guys were on, but like in memory of them. Yeah, I know there's like a some sort of place you can go to that's like a museum that has all the fishermen that have died on the wall. Oh really? It's it's in the end of the movie. They show it like a clip of that place. It's like a church or something. On the seawall, I think. There's a little memorial thing, and there's a fisherman statue. I've been by it before. But if you haven't seen The Perfect Storm, it's a it's a good movie <laughs> about fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so you guys want to do whale reports and then talk about the things we heard whale or news related? Yeah. Go for it. Okay, I went to Maui. We talked about that. Had a great time, and then I got back, and I just got my camera repaired from Canon. Um, so today was the first day back on the water with it, and we had two humpback whales. How many dolphins were there? Eric? Um, I want to hear your number. I probably, I, for the white sides, I say close to probably 300 plus. Okay, we said 300 white sides, like 150. They said 150. I said 50 northern right whale dolphins. Oh, there's definitely more than 50. So they, they okay, so really then well. there. That's 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 what I thought. There were some big groups of like 20 that were that were popping up. Yeah. So, yeah, probably, like, I don't know, what, 500-plus dolphins, maybe? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, and then two humpbacks. It was a great day. We actually, Kate actually spotted the humpback from, like, two and a half, more than two miles away, tail slapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and it continued to do that a little bit when we got there. It was actually, and then they, they kind of circled the boat. I thought we were going to have friendlies. You know how they just do that fast turn back towards the boat? Yeah. And it's just like you just like have that rush and you're like, oh, yeah, they're coming. But they didn't. They like actually I think they just basically went down, went under the boat, popped up on the other side. And yeah. then um, but yeah, they, they popped up all around the boat in different areas. We just sat there. And then it's funny because it happened right as Kate said, all right, guys, we're going to, you know, go exploring because she had got the call for the dolphins. And as soon as she said that, they like popped up right next to us like three times. So, so, um, Caitlin, me and Slater literally traded animals today. Kate spotted those humpbacks. Me and Danny spotted those dolphins, and we traded. <laughs> yeah, we went past each other, and me and Danny, his captain today, waved to each other, but Eric was nowhere to be found. I was too busy naturalizing. I figured. Yeah. 
but yeah, things were good for us in the Bay. What else happened before? Did we talk about the last killer whale visit? No, oh. in our last episode. I think uh, we did. We did. Yeah, it was with when... VHN. I yeah, do yeah, want yeah. to talk about something real quick. We saw uh, a sea otter that was six point eight miles from Moss Landing. Wow. Okay, it was six point eight miles from Moss Landing, but it was only like four and a half miles off of the beach. But it's like realistically, it probably didn't come from the beach. Like mm-hmm. it's not gonna just come from the middle of like in between Marina and yeah. Moss Landing. It could have, but I just don't think that that's what happened. Yeah. Um, there is some data showing that the otters do move from uh, Monterey to Moss Landing. Well, offshore. I don't know how far offshore, like that might have been really far, but um, <laughs> the aquarium tracking program has seen that. Oh, I'll have yeah, to see if I can find it published mom. somewhere. Yeah, the males you... males are definitely the ones that like to uh, wander farther from the shoreline habitats. Well, Kate, Kate kind of brought up a thing. She's like, maybe it fell asleep because I've seen them sleeping in the harbor where they literally are sleeping and they drift right into the wall and then like paddled back out and then it would fall asleep and drift right back in. It did it multiple times one morning. Mm-hmm. So do you think it could fall asleep and really drift out to sea like that? It could. That's why they wrap themselves in kelp when they, when they can, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been by a sea otter that was more than four miles from shore out by like point Joe, like off the 17 mile uh, drive. And like, I'm pretty sure we woke it up because it was in a kelp paddy, but it was just floating. And so the boat wake like woke it up and it started looking around and it just had this look on its face like, oh, no. Yeah, so that's what I saw today. I do want to say that I went scuba diving for the first time in Monterey (laughs) and the life below the water along the rock wall is literally insane. Yeah, I honestly like I could like it was my first time diving and like three years scuba diving so i really i didn't bring a camera or anything i just wanted to pay attention to like diving you know and we could have we i wanted to go exploring so like we went way out we, well we only went like 45 feet deep was our deepest but we cruised around but i could have sat and stared at one rock for like literally one hour <laughs> like yeah and brian that's what me and brian were talking about after we got out uh-huh. and so i there was something i saw that was really cool and it was bright orange i guess it's called a um a feather duster worm yeah and dude, you like you touch those things and they're like, like there's so many cool little things like, invertebrates, like it's nuts. And then we saw, um, shoot, a rock shrimp, I think. Yeah. And it's like this little like orangey shrimp, like just like you would like in Finding Nemo. That's like he spins them, you know, like, like just looks like that. And he's standing on the rock and he's he had like a macro lens for his GoPro and we were taking photos of it. Um, it's like just standing there, like I don't know, it was really cool. It's crazy. And then Brian didn't even notice, but we were looking at a um, kind of perch. I cannot think of it. Name some perch, Eric. Go. Rubber lip perch, striped perch, rainbow Maybe, perch. I think it was rubber perch, lip. Red tail. They get pretty big. The biggest ones, probably rubber lip and black perch. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was either black perch or rubber lip. Yeah. And I swear to you, between me and him, a cormorant <laughs> swims down and is chasing after it. Like right between us, he didn't even notice. The cormorant went down, went right between us, went up, and I was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, diving over there at the breakwater is convenient. Yet, yeah, there's so much life. So now you know why everyone's there that weekend during the weekends. Yeah. Yeah, I asked if we'd go tomorrow, but he said the biz is like worse than when we went. Oh dang. Yeah. 
So, Eric, is that your only – and then, so, yeah, that's all I saw on the bay. But did you go any more days than just today? Mm, the swells have been so bad. This is my first day out. I'm looking at my log right now since the 29th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I did want to mention something. So, I've seen a lot in Adam's Adam Ernster's story, and then today, and then I think I might have seen – I. Um, a lot of balloons because of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So I know all of you guys have posted stuff in your stories, but like I posted something today on um, TikTok and someone said, I said, stop buying balloons. And this lady, or I don't know if it's lady, someone wrote and said, buy balloons, but don't let them go. And I was like, no, no. just like literally don't buy balloons because it's not even that you're letting them go. I'm like, either way, it's a waste of plastic after the, like the use is done. And, and so, yeah, I just thought that was kind of, Funky, I always tell, but... yeah, I always tell people that, like, you know, if you really think about balloons, it's like you might as well give that person that five dollar you spent for that balloon because <laughs> they they can use use that and buy something else that's more beneficial. Yeah. The balloon, yeah, it's like kind of a one time use thing, and yeah. I was actually not that long ago looking at an article about like balloon alternatives for party decorations. Mm-hmm. I'll have yeah. to see if I can find it and like we could share it somewhere. Um, just because, like, I always challenge people to get creative and think of something, but sometimes people need a little kickstart of, like, how to brainstorm yeah. about how to decorate without them. Because the they are horrible. Yeah. The girls at the Balloons Blow program, yeah, they, I remember they, they were always, every now and then, post up options, you know, yeah. with uh, stuff like that. I've seen that's that. True. Even for confetti. Have you seen how people are using the, oh, yeah, the hole the punches leaves. on leaves? And like That's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on leaves? Yeah. yeah it's like hole punch a leaf. Uh, is it illegal to start selling yet? leaves? Might be a good business. <laughs> Slater, why are you picking up all those leaves? Nothing. For my confetti business. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I'm not gonna lie. Like after I after I was looking through the like after the whole balloon thing, I I went and I looked up um, Party City is a big one in California, mm-hmm. and every single post on their Instagram, not to like rag on them or anything, but like every single post is someone holding a balloon or like a hundred balloons spelling mm-hmm. out names and numbers and birthdays. And, and yep. I was just like, dang, like it's crazy. <laughs> like, I wonder what they, like if they even notice, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they've probably gotten emails before from people about it, but maybe not enough outcry to like think differently about Can it. You imagine if they like, if party city was like, you know what, we're not going to sell balloons anymore, even though it probably, excuse me, brings in a lot of their profit. Um, it'd be a big statement, but it'd be such a big statement. Although most of the things they sell in there are made of plastic and it all ends up being single use stuff. Like the costumes, the wigs, the decorations, the plates, the cut, you know, it's like that whole Some store people are good about plastic. saving costumes. Like I, I swear my parents have had all the costumes forever. Like their <laughs> yeah. costumes even. Like they just have this huge bucket and you can just like whoop up some stuff. <laughs> it's like a thrift store, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, balloons would be a big one because they end up in the environment a lot. I think I picked up my first one, like, two weeks ago. We don't actually see them very much in Maui. Really? At least not yet. I haven't really been here for any holidays that use balloons other than Valentine's Day. Interesting. Kind you of know, like, like graduation season, I feel like it's going to be a big deal, but I won't be here in the summer to see it. Yeah, we've been I picking up today. Valentine's balloons on a regular basis, and today we got a... Uh, a first ba- uh, 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 baptism balloon. I've never seen those before. Got one of those. Pick balloons for everything. Yeah. yeah. I picked up some big marine debris the other day out of the ocean. We picked up a huge fishing net. 
I saw that. I saw actually I saw it today. Did you just post it today? But it's yeah. September 29th. Yeah, because we send it to our social media department before we share. Oh, it on okay. Our, yeah. I thought you grabbed so, it this morning. No, it was a couple of days ago, and um, we saw the captain saw it like out of the corner of his eye. He's like, "What's that thing floating?" And we thought it was a manta ray because it was so dark at the surface, and it was just like hovering there. And then we got closer, and we realized it was a net. So I went down. I grabbed the gap and went downstairs and picked it up. And luckily, it hadn't been out there very long. There wasn't really anything on it. It wasn't very heavy. Mm-hmm. But we draped it across the front of the boat, and it was like, I don't know, at least 15 or 20 feet long. And so then it could it have entangled big. a humpback easily. Oh, it definitely could have wrapped up a calf or caused an issue for an adult, too. You know what's crazy is nets like that, you think, you look at it, you're like, what would... What would try to consume that? But have you seen like the photos of what comes yeah. out of sperm whale sometimes? Oh it's yeah, like, like that. Why would you yeah. eat that? That's yeah. totally something a sperm whale would eat. That looks exactly like some of the stuff they pull out of their stomach. But it doesn't look anything like a squid. Yeah, but so it's I'm laying like, all crumpled up, and it. so it must be however it reads through their echolocation, because I think yeah. that's what they really base things off of. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like all crumpled, and it was really only like six or eight feet across. And yeah. then, like, folded back on itself a bunch. And then when yeah. we picked it up, we realized how long it was. Yeah. In fact, um, you guys ever been to the Marine Mammal Center over in Sausalito? They have that that ghost net statue that's made of nothing but of uh, nets that came out of a, a sperm whale that was washed up up north. And it's just, yeah. like, you look at it, you're like, where is it? Why would, uh, over at the uh, Berlin Headlands, you know, there's the, the main. Is that where uh, the blue whale is? Uh, oh no, the, where the blue whale is? It's well, blue whale's in the plastic blue whale's in San Francisco. Are you talking about that one? Yeah, yeah this is across the Where's Golden Marine Gate. Where's Green Headlands at? I'm gonna Google it. On so, the north side. Across the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I've so seen pictures you, of it. Yeah. I haven't actually seen oh, it. Oh, I know where that is. That's where yeah. you look out over at the bridge. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. Further up, yeah. But I didn't know there was a name for that place. Yeah, they got a good little plaque right there telling you about you know where the net came from. You look at, it, you're like, you know, like. That came out of the inside of a whale. When you physically see it, you know, you see pictures on the internet, you're like, oh, no, that's bad. But when you see it in person, you're like, holy crap, yeah. that was in, ingested by an animal. Yeah. So I'm glad we were able to pick that up out of the water. And we saw, like, right before that, or, yeah, right before we picked up the net, we saw, like, the best compot I've seen all season. It was, like, 14 whales. Nice. Yeah. So that Very was cool. Nice. Any more feedback about that, uh, that whale that uh, had the baby popping out? Nope, no one's had any sightings. Yeah, I talked to um, someone that filmed it while I was there, Emma, and she said that, like, when they left, the research boat from the sanctuary, I think, went out, and then mm-hmm. they stayed with it until it was too rough, and that was it. Yeah, no we, no research. That, so. so that was the last yeah. news, huh? Yeah. Yeah, still nothing new. Okay. Oh, so that's I, a bummer. I did talk to – I was telling someone about – I was telling people on the boat today, some passengers, about how we have never seen a birth, but that's the closest so far. Yeah. Um, but then I was talking about how they, like, were able to ha- ID it, you know, put it on happy whale so that if it does get recited. Yeah. Um, and then while I was doing that, I noticed some lady has 4,000 submissions. She's, like, the top contributor now. But I think it's – it's I think she put it under her name, but it was it, – all of them are tagged from, like, some organization in Alaska – Mm. Uh, but they have 4,000 IDs. Pretty crazy. That's cool. Yeah, 3,953 to be exact. I mean, that's cool. Ted's getting some big wins it on was the It all cow. like the whole, like, the whole chain. Alaska, yeah, like Alaskan. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. They were all, yeah, it was it was cool to look at. So, um, yeah. So, um, 
I also had some cool sightings other than that comp pod. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll probably look up more information about this behavior for the next episode. Um, but I had a whale doing like tail sailing. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yeah. So females like fluke that- up. Mm-hmm. And then the wind, she's just catching the wind. Mm-hmm. She's been right by our harbor for like three days, and she does it like at some point during the day, every day. Oh. And her calf sometimes looks like it's nursing, but sometimes it looks like it's just playing around. And so um, I was reading briefly about it. It sounds like they've seen it in southern right whales fairly often, um, but not super common in humpbacks, especially not in Hawaii. But it has been documented since 2016, off and on, as behavior by females. Um, so it's usually associated with a female with a calf, and they think it's a resting, a nursing, or a thermal regulation behavior. So that was pretty cool to see. I did get a little video of it, so I'll try and share that maybe on the Whale Nerds Instagram story or something. Is, now, the, the, all those little theories you just have, is that from a paper? Or is that just what people are thinking, the whole resting um, of thermal regulation? This is just like a little blog write-up where they quoted Ed Lyman saying those things. But oh, I'm going to try okay. and – yeah, I'm going to try and look it up, like see what scientific literature there is um, and see if I can learn more about it, and then I'll report back to you guys. But that was pretty cool. I've seen the sailing thing like – three times this season now oh cool oh caitlin did you read you said ed lyman wrote that uh yeah it was like a noah blog that they interviewed ed for because they were on a drone yeah i saw a drone i just i just googled it and i saw it says through a noah permit they went they like flew the drone over and it does it actually looks like a mom and calf yeah i wonder like you guys should idea it because what if it's the same mom doing it? It kind of looks like it, honestly. I'll have to look at my video. I haven't had my that camera be cool. with me because it's been so rough the last few days, but I'll take it tomorrow um, and see easily... if she's around again. I'll try and get an idea of her. Like, this was in 2016. She easily could have had another... Uh... Yeah, totally. It looks like yeah. similar flukes, but I can't say if it's the same whale or not right now because I only have a cell phone video. But she's been there for a couple days, and I'm supposed to be on All Day Whale Watches on Wednesday. So I'll take my camera with me my next shift and see if I can get a photo of her because she's been pretty consistent right there. Um, <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Can't wait to see if you get that. Yeah. And then a couple, like, kind of not whale-related things that I think are kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had such high winds that I've seen so many water spouts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> crazy. Blowing 50. Um, and we also had some huge dust storms on the ocean. It was nuts. Like, just all the fields were, like, all the topsoil was blowing off and blowing over the ocean. It was wild. Oh, so it's all brown in the water? Um, or it sank it, already? It sank out already, I think. But, like, I wiped my face during the middle of the trip, and my the paper towel I used turned brown. Oh, man. Because we were getting covered in it. Yeah, and you guys uh, get that brownish red dirt too. So yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that lava dirt. It shows up. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like at a spray tan. The sand at that beach, Eric. You know where she takes you in Wailea? Oh yeah, yeah. The turtles. It's like that muddy. sand is like mud sand. It like sticks yeah. your feet. It's brown. Yeah. It's not. It's like soft, but it's still brown. Yeah. Any tiger shark sightings lately, Caitlin? Uh, no. Not that I know of. And actually, they were looking for one on purpose the other day. PBS was in the area trying to film one. Uh-huh. No sight, tiger shark. Uh, no sight. Um, I, and then there was a fire on Cajo Alave for like. I got to see it. Yeah, Slater saw it. It was burning for like five or six days, 
And luckily it rained this weekend, so I think it put the fire out because they couldn't send a fire crew over there to fight it because the undetonated ordinance is on the island. Oh, so that's that little island that used to get bombed, obviously. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then the last thing is today I was home for the first time when they tested the tsunami system, and it freaked me out. <laughs> is it loud? Yeah, well, not as loud as you would think it is, though, because the thing is right at the end of our driveway, yeah, right? Yeah, end of you your driveway, yeah. And I was in the kitchen, and, like, there was no noise in the house. It was just me doing stuff in there, and I was like, what is that? And then I put my head out the window on the patio, and I was like, I think that's the tsunami siren. Should I be panicking right now? So then I looked up the Maui County, like, testing, and it's, like, the first Monday, or the first, yeah, first working Monday of the month. At 11:45 in the month in the morning or something, they test it for oh, three minutes. Oh, okay. And so I was like, "Wow, I've just never been home when they've tested it." At least you weren't there for that missile missile strike alert. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> no, I just, it, I guess it was only eight minutes of panic, but still, I'd have been like, "I don't know what to do." I'd have been like calling my grandma and been like, "I'm sorry, I don't know. Like, I don't even know where to go." <laughs> go kiss your ass goodbye. That's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eric's cussing on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so my wife actually showed me something like I think it was like a, a week ago now. Um, this photographer Christian Lane Photography um, photographed a pink manta ray. Oh yeah, you told me you, about. Did that. you guys see it? No, you mentioned it to me. You saw it, Eric? Yeah, I seen pictures of it. I didn't read the whole. So basically, this same manta ray was seen in uh, in 2015, and this is off the Great Barrier Great Bear Great Barrier Rain Great Barrier Reef. Jesus, I was trying to say Great Bear Rainforest, <laughs> um, off of Great Barrier Reef in Australia, and uh, yeah, so two separate sightings of this. Pretty cool. That's really neat. And from what I looked up, I guess manta rays live about 20 years. Oh wow! What they think? So, uh-huh. wonder how is old it, that manta ray is. Is it like albinism or something? Is it like pink on the top too, or just on the underside? It's just the underside. So just where all the white is is pink. Hmm. So um, it just doesn't have very much pigmentation, I guess. It's just the skin's color. Exactly. Interesting. I also went to the Maui Ocean Center for the first time because we do an outreach station there. And they have this, like, 3D sphere thing um, that's all about humpback whales. And they have this 3D movie in there. And it's only 15 minutes long. It was so cool. They let me watch it. And, like, I swear you feel like you could touch the whale. And the sphere's, like, built 58 feet across. So the whales are life-size above you. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh... It was really cool. Hey. Yeah. I didn't and go the there whole, when I was there. I should have gone. The whole room is, like, designed to emulate a humpback whale, and they had some really cool exhibits. They had, like, um, this wind turbine company in Canada has uh, blades that are modeled after peck fins, peck fins, and they had a sample yeah. of the blade. Oh, I want to see that. i got to take yeah. a look at that. I'll, look I'll it send up you later. guys a picture of it. It was really cool. And that's a permanent exhibit over there at the... Yeah, they said right now they have no plans to do anything different with the exhibit. They want to leave it as humpback whales. So that's still be there when I get there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can all go with me next year because um, Pack Whale also said I could come back and have my job back next year. So that's the winter plan is to go back to Maui. Really? Who's going to watch your apartment then when you're in? Um, we're going to give it a new one. Because it's only a six-month lease. 
Oh, I can't watch it for you. I mean, did you want to come when there's no whales in the summer? I just want nah. spam spam <laughs> I only use you for the whales. Spam and turtle. Yeah, you guys are gonna be coming to visit me in Gloucester no, instead. So much. And chameleons. That's true. Chameleons um, are there. Well, we all did do something this week, and we listened to John Ryan's talk. Oh um, yeah. It's really about good. About the sea, the soundscape in the Monterey Bay National Marine Sanctuary. Oh, was mm-hmm. awesome. And let me tell you, Caitlin, because you weren't there, he brought his own speaker, and when the blue whale does the decal, you can feel it. How crazy was that, Eric? Yeah, it shakes your guts. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> no, dude, the whole room was like, and it's all, you know how it is, there's a bunch of older people in there, so they're probably like, whoa. They're like, oh, I got to turn down my hearing aid. <laughs> yeah, like, Diane Glimpse emailed me later because I, I told her I watched it, and she was like, it shook the whole Boatworks building. She was like, it was incredible. Yeah, it was really cool, honestly. And he said um, that the blue whales, even though they're not the loudest cetacean out there, that they can probably hear each other from 900 miles away. Yeah, I wrote that yeah. down. So 900 cool. miles. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 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 And they're so, saying sperm whales. Let's just, they said sperm whales. Let's just say if the, they said if the earth was a solid a uh, spear of water they could probably literally communicate across the earth so that's how how much louder a sperm will is yeah they make this like call they called like when i was in college they told us it's called like a gunshot call and like it's so loud that it can like break air pockets yeah inside animals yeah well remember what slater we were watching me i think even uh kate was watching this video of that a uh, guy who was in the water with with sperm whales, and one of his crew members accidentally put his hand in front of a uh, a sperm whale, and the guy's hand went numb for four hours. <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure Ted Cheeseman told me one time because they do that Dominica trip. Sometimes he said a young one was clicking on him, and he said it hurt. Yeah, yeah they said that it literally like shakes all everything in your body. Yeah. yeah. I bet it like burns or something, kind of. I don't know, dude. It'd be like getting like pummeled, like. Oh, that's crazy. Um, so some other cool things I thought um, were really interesting that John Ryan said is that they hear humpback whale song nine months of the year in Monterey. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I have this theory. I need to email. Some yeah, people. we talked about it. I think that we're missing it when it comes to whale song. I think that the feeding grounds probably has a lot more to do with it than we realize. If they're hearing whale song nine months of the year, come on, like. It's not just a breeding ground behavior. It's like a it's a seasonal behavior or something. I think we're missing well, a big. Also, fact. another thing is that the blue whales are singing. They say we Seven just are, it, we're just, yeah we're not we're just not picking it up. So it's not like it hasn't been like um what is that word like publicized like it has with the humpbacks like hasn't yeah. been like hasn't been commer- like hasn't been told you know yeah no one's thinking about you don't hear the blue whale. It's not like. You yeah. can pick it up on just the average hydrophone. Yeah, he said the peak is in November, and they sing more at night. So there is a diurnal pattern to the blue whale bee call, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and actually, it brings up a good point. Slater and I talked about this on the phone because he called me right after the talk. And there are a variety of whales that sing. Humpback whales, bowhead whales, blue whales, and minke whales all have been documented to sing. Uh, but humpbacks are the only ones that really ever get talked about. Yeah, yeah, I know. What the heck's yeah. up with that? <laughs> humpbacks okay. are just 
it's be, you got to think about it. Humpbacks are in commercials. They're in, you know, they're like icons yeah. for businesses. Like, yeah. it's because they're that whale that breaches. Like, yeah. if blue whales breached, we would talk about them a lot more. Or if we saw yeah. them, we would talk about them a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Well, and I think that their song is the most audible to humans. Yep. And, like, humpbacks are the most cosmopolitan, so they're most easily sighted around the world. And then you can hear them when you're snorkeling, like in Hawaii and other places around the world, you know, you can just put your head in the water and you can listen to them. So I think it's just way more accessible animal and song. It's more, it's definitely easier for people to interact with. But yeah, that talk was awesome. That was so cool. It is recorded. Um, I begged for it to be live streamed on Facebook. So everyone can actually rewatch it. If you want, it's on the Monterey American Cetacean Society Facebook page. You you should have seen what Brian did to, to get that, uh, <laughs> Facebook Live, he he couldn't figure a way to mount mount the camera somewhere because you know he's like Eric, he's like I'm like yeah, he's like random questions, like you would have to have a tripod on. Yeah. You. I was like, oh, because I bought it. that little miniature tripod for myself when I was doing yeah. it for them, and I was like, believe it or not, I actually do have a tripod in my Jeep. Out of all things, I had in my Jeep because I had the spotting <laughs> scope with me. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. So that's how we got it for you. He was gonna like, thank you. He was gonna use his, his dive housing and you know his dive housing tray. And set it up somewhere for you, but yeah. He was trying to rig something crazy in there. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and it wouldn't have even got past any of the people. Like I don't know, he would have had to put it on someone's head. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I really and then some guy brought. That. Some guy had like a DJI mobile, so the guy he hooked his phone up to that and then put that on the tripod, right? My tripod, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we we did a lot of work to get that to you. Did, were you able to hear um the talk pretty well? Yeah, I could hear him. I just couldn't hear everything he was playing through the like the blue whale stuff. It didn't come through the speakers. It won't go through the phone speakers because Slater actually tried. Yeah. So I reached out to him because I told him I would really like. After the talk, I went up to him and introduced myself, and I asked him if he would be if he would be willing to send me audible like our audio clips, you know, so that I can Mm -hmm. put them with whales. And I was like, it'd be really cool to do like a blue whale one because no one's like heard this probably not not no one, but people haven't heard it, you know. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I'd send it, but it literally, like, no, it, they just wouldn't get the, like, you wouldn't hear it. It doesn't and I was come like, through the it. phone. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm going to have to tell everybody to plug their phone into a freaking <laughs> sub and play this. But I'm hoping to get other, um, I haven't emailed them yet, but I'm hoping to get other, like, you know, like, clips from other whales or something, you know, that yeah. you, that are audible, like maybe minky whales or something. Yeah. And do that. Because that'd be really cool. Nice. Well, sweet. Yeah, so that talk was awesome, and I'm glad it's um, publicly available. So we'll try and find a way to share the link with everyone so that you can listen to it, too, if you want to, because it's one of the few places in the world where the hydrophone is accessible live all the time on the Internet. And um, was he the the guy who you were communicating with when we had an earthquake incident? Yeah. Oh, it is him. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I actually want to follow up with him about a few questions I had sent. about how the sound moves through the canyon and everything. So, yeah, so, that's the so same guy. After that talk, um, Tim from Blue Ocean Whale Watch, he reached out to him and he talked. He asked him about um, – he said, hey, in 2017, we were watching these killer whales um, attack a gray whale, kill a gray whale. And out of mm-hmm. nowhere, they – or no, they, I'm sorry. They were killing a sea lion. They killed a sea lion, and then they killed a northern, a northern fur seal. And then oh, they I just, remember this. They just took off. And beelined yeah. it all the way north, um, and then they met up with 15 other killer whales, mm-hmm. and they were feeding on a gray whale. Mm-hmm. So they literally – like, and it was like 
excuse me, I don't know how many miles, but it was more than like 10 miles away. Like it was a big deal. Like they just took and they went straight and they didn't stop. Yeah. And they actually followed them out there. And so he asked if like, do you have a, and he sent him the one hour audio from that exact timestamp. Wow. And, well, they uh, have it cataloged really good. Like they oh, have I'm to sure. store they're, that they're, data, data really well. Yeah. They're probably a lot or, more organized than me. <laughs> did, Tim li- did Tim listen to it yet? Is there anything? I guess. Yeah. I guess it's just a humpback like vocalizing and that's it. Really? Yeah. But that humpback vocalization could mean something to the killer whales. Uh-huh. Well, he said the way that it is on Smooth Ridge, um, where the hydrophone is placed, that it really listens better better to, like, the south of it. So, like, and where the killer whale stuff was was to the north. So, I mean, you it just don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, isn't that crazy? He just, like, uh, it gets funny. Kate goes, well, now J- John and uh, Tim, Tim are best friends. Best friends? <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, but that's pretty cool that, he, you know, you reach out to him. And he – something that he talked about in the – um, speed or the talk that he gave was like collaborating and just really trying to get this stuff out there. Yeah. Slater, you so, know what my favorite part of the talk was? What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he did a lot of little chuckles. <laughs> we all thought we all thought it was really cool. The whole like everyone like noticed it in the crowd. They're like, we love it. It's so cute. Like he was just you, he was so into what he was it's talking like about. It's like Harriet when she's like, "Are you with me so far? Am I making any sense here?" <laughs> she yeah. laughs herself. <laughs> Yeah, you could just tell he was super into his talk. Like, yeah, it was a good talk. It was sure. really cool, man. Um, I mean, dude, we can so reshare cool. the the Soundscape listening room link too. Okay. Um, I think we have it on our Podbean site already in the resources tab, but I'll double check that it's there. Okay. Because um, yeah, their website is they went through a revamp and the link is on there. So. Yeah. Um, a lot of good ACS has been doing a lot of good talks out there. Just. Uh, it's almost like I wish they would push them more. There was a really good elephant seal one that was uh, over with the San Francisco chapter. Was you know that's obviously far for us. And I know San Diego's been having a good ones too. So some we'll, of the some yeah. of the chapters have been getting better about live streaming, mm-hmm. um, which is also pretty cool. I know I see um, Orange County and LA chapters every once in a while posting videos. So really, it's definitely good to like watch their pages because sometimes all the talks are stored in their video. San Diego, yeah. In fact, San Diego did. Uh, I think Stephen Schwartz actually talked the other day and was talking about what he actually ran across the border and did a talk and talked really quickly about the grays and the uh, the die off and all that stuff. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something to keep an eye out for and trying to think. And if you do go to the listening room, um, when if we put that link and you haven't been there before, all of those calls from um, blue whales, killer whales, dolphins, all the different species are on there. So you can go listen to their mm-hmm. samples, which is really cool. Yeah. So you guys, if you got that booming bass in your house and you want to click that blue whale and feel it, turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Better The better speakers, the, the more you'll hear, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so a couple other pieces of whale news from last episode that I just wanted to follow up on. Um, the fin whale stranding in Cornwall. That one was sad. I know. So the only information that's available um, is that the whale was spotted swimming in the morning by a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it washed up in the middle of the day. And then the it got stranded at high tide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was thrashing a lot on the shoreline, which is why it looks so beat up. They saw it thrashing for a while. 
and it looked malnourished and they were worried that it was just basically crushing its organs under its own weight yeah um and then by the end of the day it had stopped thrashing and it had stopped breathing so they didn't actually euthanize it it died before they had a good plan of action in place and they were waiting for the tide to turn over so that's all they know about it i think they're gonna try and do a necropsy but um i haven't seen any updates about it um the other one which i was talking about which was the killer whale that had been identified as part of the Icelandic population, was sighted off the coast of Lebanon. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Um, they now think that the killer whale that was sighted off the coast of Israel a couple of days ago is that same whale, and wow. it's starting to look really emaciated. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, the last time they saw Riptide, which is SN113, um, in his normal habitat was June of 2018. Um, then him and his pod were spotted in Genoa, Italy in December of 19. And then I think he moved on to Lebanon by himself. Hmm. Um, and then there has been a male killer whale sighted off the coast of, um, Israel this last Friday. Mm -hmm. And then, um, they said it was about 1.4 kilometers from shore. So pretty close to shore. A boat was able to follow it and get some video, um, and they think it's likely that same whale, and uh, he's starting to look really thin. So that's pretty concerning, um, and they think that, obviously, being in the Mediterranean, it's warm water. He's not finding the food that he needs, so we'll see what happens as he continues on his way. So that's not the happiest of news, but I did want to follow up with the information that I had. Orking, Orca Guardians Iceland on Facebook yeah, um, seems to be cataloging the story best out of all the resources I've found so far. So that's where I'm at with that. Mm -hmm. And I found two volunteer projects slash internships also to share with people. One of them is if you want to come to the summer Cape Ann Whale Watch program with me. <laughs> so Jamie sent me the full internship description. She's going to be accepting applications until April 1st. And then um, you can start the internship as early as May 1st. And then it runs through the end of October. But it can be flexible based on your schedule. Mm -hmm. um, but basically what they do is they work with the naturalists to help accomplish the goal of educating passengers about whales and fostering a stronger appreciation and respect for whales in the ocean environment. Educators walk around the boat with hands-on teaching tools and educate the public about whales and their environment. Um, once the whale watch trip begins, the naturalist provides interpretive commentary while the interns collect data on whale behavior and identification for research. And the North Atlantic humpback whales are like known on a first name basis. So the photo ID project here is actually really cool because they know their whales like personally. Um, and then it's one to two trips per day, um, up to four to five days a week. You do also have to, at some point throughout the summer, narrate the Harbor tour as practice for your onboard education on the microphone. <laughs> That's um, cool. That's fun. Yeah, so I'm going to do it. To, yeah, you get to learn the principles of interpretation, basic field data collection, and photo identification through the program. Um, and if you want to do um, apply, email a cover letter, a resume, and two references to C-A-W-W -W tablet, 
at gmail.com and that will be where Jamie's fielding all the applications. So And you can just put Eric and Caitlin as a reference. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> You'll be surprised. A few of our listeners actually personally know us. I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you know us, shoot me a message if you're thinking of applying, because um, I'm going to be out there mostly working as pre- like a first mate deck crew, but also fill in naturalist. And um, while I'm on deck, I'll probably be doing some of the education stuff too with the interns. And like we told people in the very beginning, if you guys want to get into this field, yeah, you just got to. You just got to want it. You just got to do it. There's not many paid internships out there. Yeah, the Cape Ann one is um, volunteer. I think they do have a little intern fund that they try and, you know, make things a little easier if they can. But it's definitely no significant amount of money. So you do have to be able to finance yourself out in Gloucester um, for the summer. is it? It is a really cool program. Uh, May to October, but it's flexible based on your availability. So. Mm. And um, we're going to get more details on this. Was this a Marman one or... Did you? Uh, this was, I don't know if they posted it on Marman, but Jamie sent me the full description. I have it as a PDF, so we can try okay. and make that available somewhere. And I'll see if she sent it on Marman. I know they still have a, about a month to accept applications. So Okay. I'll tell so her to So there's no it. website for this Marman? No. <laughs> the Society no. for Marine Mammalogy runs it, though. Okay, and so where do you even sign up for that, that at? They don't have through the, I think you just, the directions yeah, are on yeah. the email. Yeah, you just Google. Uh, you can Google, Google this, man. Yeah, and it's through the University of Victoria. It, I, oh, honestly, Victoria, yeah, it's UV. It honestly looks shady at first, but trust me, it's legit. <laughs> I can send you the directions later. Yeah. Oh wow, this looks like a Google like. Yeah, doesn't it? It looks shady at first, but it's totally legit. And you know, so no, it looks like sciency is what it looks like. It doesn't even look fancy. It looks like someone made it with, like, you know, uh, their AOL free minutes disc, you know. And I'm putting Margo's email. They wrote their own HTML for it. Yeah. I'm kidding. It looks um, like a, a certain Wellwatch company's website. Oh, nothing. Um, okay, the other thing that I found as a volunteer citizen science-based project is in <laughs> Alaska. It's the Alaska Beluga Monitoring Partnership. The website uh. is akbmp.org so alaska beluga monitoring project.org and they need volunteer citizen scientists to contribute to their monitoring efforts in cook inlet which is a highly threatened well, i know where that is Belugas. and um through their website they have all the information about locations and dates and you just um, scroll on the home page and just click get involved and it'll take you through the process of signing up to be a volunteer. They also do, um, looks like they do some workshops and they do publish their information on their website. So if you're in the Alaska area and you want to volunteer and monitor belugas, that sounds that pretty cool. That would be so cool. Yeah. Belugas are on belugas. my list. Sign me up for both. <laughs> belugas are still on your list, Caitlin? Yeah, I haven't seen them yet. Belugas, Leatherback Turtles, duh. <laughs> hey, guess what? Yeah. Uh, you know that, remember the laptop, Eric, that had those photos of killer whales on it, the one you have? I'm literally thinking I'm using it right now. Yeah, that <laughs> laptop, uh, I mean, the killer whale photos, I looked back through them, and then I sent them to someone, and I asked them, I sent them to Elisa, and I asked her, because she was on the boat that day, and it was CA-27. Oh, I've seen them. They're not very often cited, but I've yeah, seen them. Yeah, I I sent it with the words. This was from 2017, and she wrote and said, 
oh my god, I thought you saw them today. <laughs> like, I was like, no, but that's pretty. I, I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even know at that time. I literally didn't even ID any whales. Besides, I knew the CA fifty ones. That was it. Yeah. So pretty cool to look back and like find a big old pot. It was a big pot of killer whales that day. Probably two families. Um, yeah. Sweet. So that was cool. Four seventeen seventeen, I think it was. Awesome. Yeah. Caitlin, you probably were there too. Uh, no. Why not? That was when Discovery first started and I was in the office all the time. No. Sorry. No, you weren't. You you were on the boat that day. This Must was before. Been... Oh, maybe it 16. was like 15. Sorry. 16 15 or 15. 16. It was probably 16. 16. It was 470, yeah, 16. Then I definitely you, was on the boat. You were on the boat because it was a. The day that my wife was on the boat and she was really, really tired because she wanted to go in because it was. Way oh, that was the day. Is that the day you guys kind of got kidnapped? It's the day I got my yes. my sunset breach. Yeah. That was sixteen. Yeah. That Anyways. was like right before you moved. Yeah, it, it was, was definitely. I didn't. Live, I didn't live moved. there yet. When you moved yeah. the first time. Yeah. Definitely, what got me hooked though. <laughs> That and how many humpbacks you could like walk across the humpbacks that one year. Yeah. yeah. It seems um, like it's we're so spoiled. It seems like it's always like that here. Um, you know what, Eric? I think is gonna happen. This March is gonna be incredible, like last March. The residents are gonna come down again. Yeah. There's gonna be northern right whale dolphins and white sides and humpbacks feeding in blue water every day. They're gonna be like, <laughs> hey, come out here, watch me do my thing. And then the gray whales are gonna come by, and then the killer whales are gonna come like this. Boom! They're gonna collide. Hey, Except Slater, last so. year was slow for killer whales because the gray hey, whale migration was not very good. Caitlin, you just cut it right there. <laughs> I said it's going to be a great March. And that's, I'm not going to even get to April yet. April's going to be phenomenal. Slater, do you think the humpbacks we saw today, since they were so big, do you think they never they were left? Bigger. Got here early. <laughs> do you think they never left, got here early, or are leaving late? <laughs> well, Brian said he had two humpbacks off of Santa Cruz. Did, were, did he say if they were bigger or smaller, do you know? His were small. He had one right, literally right in front of the wharf. I've always yeah. watched the humpbacks we see, like, in the, you know, off season. You know, I'm like, are you late, early, or you've been here year-round? And these were some biggins. They were big. We were talking about it today. I remember we were talking about how yeah. these were bigger ones. I exactly. I'm working I on the ID. Yeah, I'm working on the IDs right now, so hopefully someone has seen I them. did get an ID because the one did a tail throw, so. All white one? No, it was uh, just black with little whites. Dude, the rest wouldn't. The rest wouldn't fluke. That all white one kept on fluking, but but I think the second trip I got the rest. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, you had more than two? Yeah. Well, I know two, there was there was I we saw some further further out, but we didn't get to those. When we yeah, when we all left, they kind of joined up together. Lizzie said she possibly had about ten in the area. What? So humpbacks? Yeah, so they, Dude, yeah. think about it. We had like there's possibly ten humpbacks in the bay right now. Santa Barbara had like fifteen the other day or something. Mm-hmm. So what? They're coming home. Also, there have been left. some really cool bird sightings in Monterey. You guys haven't said a word about them. Yeah, what? I saw a lace on today. Yeah. I know, and I'm so bummed because in the middle of my live video, a black-footed albatross went, came by, and and then a fulmar landed right in front of my feet. Did you see Scotty Schmidt's sighting of the short-tailed? Yeah, the juvenile short-tailed. Yeah. So cool. I was really bummed because, like, Kate told me that Eric and them saw the Lazon, and I was really hoping that, like, we were going to that direction, Eric. Like, that I was going to maybe see you. Yeah, it was I going towards the Dolphin. yesterday. Yeah, my, the they black had f- three flying around one of the boats, like, 
last middle of last week or so. So yeah. See, I would have rather saw the lays on than the Blackfoot Albatross. So here's my here's my total flying by the seat of my pants, so to speak. Uh, theory about that short-tailed albatross so scotty and i were talking about it and it's in first cycle plumage and last year the short-tailed albatross pair at midway successfully fledged their own chick so uh, i think a first cycle bird flying all the way out to california may have launched from there as opposed to japan where the other breeding island is that's my theory so it could be that chick from last year. Um, it had his feet tucked up, so it didn't have a band on it. So there's no way to confirm it. But a first cycle bird that rare coming all the way across the Pacific or just halfway? At that uh-huh. age, yeah. Yeah, at that age. Never thought of it that way, yeah. And, and then, that brown that brown booby's pretty consistent, too. So today was like... That was going to be my other You saw one today? Yeah, it's been on the, break the breakwater. Water. Yeah, for days. Weeks yeah, that, oh, man, I probably swam right past it. Didn't even look. Yeah, seriously, you probably did. That was be my question, Eric. If you yeah, it's on the inside. It. Yeah, been seeing it. It's been fairly consistent, almost in the same spot like today. For two trips, it was like on the same rock. Looks healthy. That looks like a juvenile bird too. Yeah, it's not a mature brown bird, but it's a younger one. Yeah, it's still kind of that grayish color instead of the actual brown. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then yeah, so, I think we saw, saw either a Sabin's goal or a. I... Bonaparte. Bonaparte's. Yeah, but it, if if the Bonaparte's lose that black head, I don't know if it was. I mean, like, yeah, I right now everything still has. There's kitty wakes out there that almost look like young. This thing, because it was weird, it flipped and it was like all white, and I was like, what the heck is that bird? And then it was like, then I was like, oh, it's a gold, but I didn't know what kind. Yeah, yeah. and now with the laysons that laysons being around in the area, like every extra large gull's been caught catching my eye the last few days. Yeah, I got a shot. In fact, I'm doing IDs right now, so I'll see if I got a decent one. Nice. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome, dudes. Um, I just want to say thanks to our new Patreon follower. Did I say that last episode? We have a new follower. Say it again. Yeah, thanks for following us. And um, we're going to share the video from this on there. And then we're going to try and find some ways to get those links out to you guys. Instagram's not necessarily the best platform for it. Um, but we do want to start sharing our resources with what, what we've been researching so you guys can look up the information yourselves too. So we'll keep you posted on how we're going to do that. I think you said you may start doing using the Facebook. Yeah, we do have a Facebook page, so let me see if we can get access to that and start sharing there. We and have I'll... access, just I do. I just have to. Do get... you? You were yeah. sure earlier. I get the notification all the time. Brad, send me the thing. Um, and then I'll I'll look at our Patreon resources page and see if I can update some things in there too. So yeah, stay tuned. We're gonna try and get you some more info and um, more ways to connect with us and connect with information. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure to follow the Facebook because Caitlin's going to start <laughs> updating it. <laughs> yeah, guys. Thanks for listening, and thanks to all the people who have been reaching out to us. And, uh, yeah, if you guys are – well, watching's picking up a little bit everywhere. So, yeah, come down and visit us. Say hi. We don't bite. Oh, yeah, Slater, the worst self-promoter ever. Check out Slater's shirts at what account again? Yeah, the Instagram is Open Seas. If you guys want to check it out, and the link is in is the Open Seas Co. Uh, the Instagram, yeah, Open Seas Co. I don't even know my own. <laughs> <laughs> and it all That's goes awesome. to a, it all goes to a good cause, right, Slater? Yeah, it's ten percent or ten percent of, of the like whole cause, like the whole thing, instead of just a profit. So, yeah, more than nice. just a profit is going to it, which is cool. Sweet. Yeah.
All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you. Bye.